Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an Ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Welcome to the Omega Metroid podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Dakota Lasky and Duminal Crossing. How are you, gentlemen, on this uh, this fine Halloween as you all are listening to this? Uh, well, I, I don't think any of us are doing anything for Halloween. I am doing something um, during the following weekend uh, once all my friends are not working. That definitely certainly comes into conflict to the uh, to the Halloween celebrations, but you know it's the thought that counts. You know, it doesn't have to be on Halloween. You know, if we can still do our Halloween shenanigans another time. But you know, otherwise, you know, I've just been picking away at Mario Wonder. I'm trying to 100% that before Wednesday because that's when RoboCop drops. And as I said before, I am very much looking forward to that. So yeah, otherwise, it's the same old, same old. Nice, nice. Yeah, I am. I'm a Halloween disappointment this year. I have not put together any Halloween plans um, other than the aforementioned stuff I was talking about before the show, celebrating a friend's birthday party or birthday at a beer garden. And there are some people dressed up a lot of vampires. I don't know why. Seems like that's unrelated to what's going on um, lately in pop culture. But there were a lot of vampires out that night. Otherwise, yeah, I don't really have any big halloween plans i'm ready for, i'm a big thanksgiving and christmas guy personally so i'm i'm ready i'm already ready to go and and i've i normally would make halloween plans i usually do pretty much every year but this year i just it just came and went and now i'm ready for i'm ready for christmas i was listening to christmas music today i don't oh, know if that's kind of crazy halloween doesn't even officially happen yet but i was listening to christmas <laughs> music today which is crazy i'm ready i'm ready to go 
Was it at least one of those like Nintendo themed Christmas playlists on YouTube? No, but I was listening to one of the like I like listening to the different like seasonal like Nintendo music playlists. I was listening mm-hmm. to the fall one recently, which is mm-hmm. which is always good. Also, by the way, Jets beat the Giants this weekend, which was fantastic. The Jets are now oh, four and three. God. Let's go, uh, dude! So, I gotta yeah. I gotta tell you a story. So okay. in, the, in the off season, because I know you're a you're a Devils fan. Yes. In the off season, Calgary traded its top scorer to New Jersey because he wanted out of town. And uh, we got we got like nothing back for him. We got like kind of a, a fourth line player and, and a low, low, low pick. And that player, Tyler Toffoli, has been named the first star in the NHL this week. The one that now plays for New Jersey. He scored six goals in the last five games. The Calgary Flames, as an as an entity, have scored five goals in the last six games. It is brutal. Like the Flames are so bad, they're so awful. It's it's so tough. We had like one of those outdoor games uh, yesterday, and and yeah, we lost, and just it's it's tough. It's tough over here right now. Devils are five and two. I know in the in the division, which is great. I think the Devils uh, could win the Cup, man. Like Jack Hughes, that kid is. They got a good whoa. team. They've yeah. got such a young team that like it's just a matter of time. And they also have an outdoor game coming up, I think, at the beginning of uh, next year that I want to go to because I've never been to an outdoor hockey game, like not like an NHL one. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I haven't either. But looking at some of the pictures of the setup in Edmonton that they had, I don't know that I would actually be super down to go because it was like um, there there's a lot of like wasted space it seems like in between the rink and then there's all this space yeah. and then the seating so i don't know maybe that's just edmonton but uh I, i'm gonna be if i go i'll probably be in the nosebleeds anyway so yeah like, I, i'm just going for the experience like oh I, I went and like see what it is you know uh tailgate the parking lot and, and whatnot so that's if if i were to go um well yeah i know that that sounds cool doom i had something that i wanted to discuss with you this week i read your spicy zelda take on oh, the Zelda I cast saw, yesterday. I, I saw you posted the episode. I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh, do you want me to tell you what I thought or you want to save it? Wait, wait, wait. No, no, save it. Don't spoil okay. it. I want to okay. I want to hear for myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I didn't um, know there was a spicy Zelda take. I missed out on that. Actually, it's something that I want to uh, maybe try and do on Metroid because it, it was really fun. We we had uh, somebody. Well, actually, we so we had our audience submit what they thought were like spicy Metroid or uh, sorry, Zelda takes to, uh, to our community manager, Jules, who also works at Omega. And, uh, and she kind of com- uh, composed a list for us and we read them and it wasn't, it wasn't a list uh, that we said like, this is a spicy take as in like, we necessarily agreed or disagreed with it, but we kind of tried to weigh it against like what the Zelda community as a whole might think it was it was kind of an interesting thought experiment actually so it was pretty cool that like i said i think we should do it uh didn't over... we do that on this show for for one episode or am i wrong did we i, I mean we we might have we might if we did i i don't remember i'm it. down to do i'm down to do it again though if we if we did it might it might have been our own spicy takes i don't know if we did like a community driven one i could be wrong though yeah i mean either way it was a lot of fun and, and definitely an idea worth revisiting so maybe we'll we'll put that in actually a, uh, burner i remember what it was it was griff who asked us in a qa like what our spicy metroid takes were i believe that's what it was mm-hmm. okay that that kind of sounds familiar because i know we've done something involving metroid uh, yeah spicy i'm takes, sure but i'm down for a community like focus grouped metroid hot takes that we we read aloud that would be fun it was fun yeah, i know our mod, was. i know our mod game world would have an absolute field day i'm sure he would cook up some 
absolutely spicy meatballs. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, you'd, you'd have to brace yourself for a lot of people being like, other M is awesome. And, and <laughs> but you know what? That's fine. Uh-huh. But uh, um, anyway, so yeah, I, I, I read your take. You listen to the episode to find out what I thought. Um, okay. Well, let's, uh, on, on that note, let's get into some takes of our own here on this show today. So if you've been following along with us since the beginning of the podcast, we, I think we're up to three separate episodes now entitled What We Want from Metroid Prime 4. And uh, those are always great episodes and, and you can come back to them because you're always thinking of new things and new ideas and stuff like that. So we figured we would uh, uh, take the spotlight and turn it away from Metroid Prime 4 and now turn it towards Metroid 6. Uh, because, of course, when the show debuted, Metroid 5 wasn't even a thing. So now that Metroid Dread is out, now that we've had two years to digest and consume and think and plan, um, we're going to be talking about what we want from Metroid 6, or actually rather specifically what we don't want. So we're, we're flipping it a little bit. So these are things that we don't want to come back, or not even necessarily come back, just things that we just don't want in the game. So... We're going to do this, uh, we'll, we'll go, I don't know, we'll start with me, go to Dak, go to Doom kind of thing, and then we'll we'll, we'll each do a couple. Can we lay some ground rules, though? And I don't know, maybe this is something that everyone did individually, but I avoided things like, I don't want a bad soundtrack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, so that, so let's not do that. And then... Yeah, I purpose... Or go, sorry, no, go no, on. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say I purposely avoided stuff that like we've we've been ad infinitum on in the podcast like stuff like the soundtrack or stuff like oh the Federation narrative like we've talked about that right. a bajillion times already we don't have anything new to add to that I want to talk about new stuff that we haven't really uh, covered before agreed yeah so definitely stuff that's like a given like we don't want a bad soundtrack and then right. also stuff that we've covered before like we don't like I mean whether or not we want it or not I know personally I don't want them to do the Federation is corrupt or evil thing again I think. So we've talked about that before. Don't want to, so that's not on my list, and that's how those are my ground rules, and it seems like those were the same criteria that y'all also followed. So that's cool. I I had one that I thought was maybe borderline, uh, like a, a little obvious, but I I just I wanted to go with it anyways, and I wanted to actually just like get it out right at the beginning of the episode so that we could like just establish that. So um, yeah, I guess I, I guess let's just get into it here. So. My first thing that I do not want from Metroid 6, I do not want them to abandon the Metroid suit concept. And I think that there is some, um, uh, God, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, like uh, the pretext for this. Uh, because, the, you know, obviously Metroid Dread kind of did abandon the the Federation storyline that uh, that was set up. And, and like at the end of Metroid Dread, you get the you get the X parasite from Quiet Robe, and it kind of like makes the Metroid suit go away, and it's very ambiguous what is actually happening. But like, I think that that is exactly like the kind of really cool hook that Metroid Six could use. You could get all these these new unique Metroid abilities. It's it's something a little bit different, something that you haven't really done before. Um, brings met like it brings like the literal Metroids back to kind of the forefront of the series after taking a backseat in Metroid Dread. Um, so I, I really hope that whatever happened at the end of, of the game was just kind of a weird little anomaly thing. And I mean, it's not like Samus's Metroid DNA went anywhere either. So I, I expect it to be back. I would be really disappointed if uh, if it wasn't. 
And I think that's yeah. an obvious one. And like, like I said, it's, I feel like it's kind of borderline, like no duh, but I, I feel like I wanted to just kind of get that out there and, and make it known that I, yeah, I think that would, that would be really bad if it didn't come back in Metroid six. Yeah, I don't know if the Metroid suit itself comes back, but I feel like Samus's Metroid abilities will be incorporated in some way in Metroid 6. Because we even see that in Metroid Dread. Like, before the Metroid suit, you know, she's still siphoning energy from, you know, those Chozo Warrior fights and some really badass-looking cutscenes, I might add. So I, f- I feel like they'll definitely find ways to incorporate the Metroid abilities, even if the suit itself doesn't appear. So, Yeah, I definitely so. agree. I-, I hope the suit itself comes back. I definitely think that the Metroid abilities sh- should come back in some kind of fashion, maybe being like <clears throat> essentially like a tier above like Aeon abilities, like being like supers or ultimates to their just regular kind of added special ability. So I would like it to come back. Obviously, I want the Metroid suit to come back because it's super, it's a really cool design. And I think it would be cool t- for like the beginning of Metroid 6 to kind of be about Samus trying to reconnect with those Metroid powers she had and maybe even get the suit back. At the end of, I mean, I guess when Dread was coming out, I believe Sakamoto was talking about how, like, Metroid Dread's not the end of the series. It's the end of Samus and Metroid, like, their story. Like, Samus, the story of Samus and Metroids. But I think that, like, connection to Metroids that Samus has through DNA and through the suit and now the abilities will be that kind of connection that the future games have to Metroids Mm -hmm. going forward without them actually being there. So I think it's likely, and, yeah, I think it would be a huge missed opportunity if they... Uh, didn't have that come back in some way, shape, or form. I agree, and and like even if it was like um almost like a hyper mode kind of gimmick for Metroid Prime Three, where maybe you could only activate your Metroid suit for a finite amount of time, but then you do have Metroid abilities. I think that that would be that like that sounds great to me. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I I actually would I would be a little bit disappointed if like we didn't actually get like Metroids back, but uh, I I think we will. I, I think that we probably will, but he, like even if we don't, like you said, I think that just like having the Metroid kind of be part of Samus is a, is a great way to to bring that into the future or evolve that concept. So, yeah, I do not want the Metroid suit to skip Metroid Six. Don't want it. Okay. And when I say Metroid suit, I really mean Metroid abilities. But you know, I I, I would extend it though to the Metroid suit. I do think it would be a missed opportunity for them not to bring back such a really really cool idea for what's on screen for really a few moments dude like like the amiibo the figma statue would just be looks sick mm, that would be awesome yeah okay uh who wants to go next Dak, you got some for us i got i got one okay um, since we were talking about abilities i i was gonna say this one second but i'm going to put it uh first um i hope they don't drop aeon abilities uh, so I don't know if they're. I I figure they're probably going to return, but there's a chance they don't. But they return in dread after Samus returns. Um, I will say though, even though I don't, I don't want them. I want them to return. I don't want the pulse radar to come back. Um, I I don't have a huge problem with the pulse radar. I just think there's more fun ways for you to be able to kind of scan around and explore your environment to find breakable blocks and things to get. Like maybe you had like a weapon that like was like a scan shot that like had like a larger range and scan things. So you still kind of had to like shoot around, but you have to shoot every pixel kind of as like a middle ground. Cause I felt the pulse radar radar isn't a big deal. You don't have to use it, but it's not really fun and it's just something in the game. So I, I think it would be cooler if you keep the ion abilities and if you bring the pulse radar back, make it something new and fresh or fun or don't bring it back at all, but do keep the abilities. And also I would change 
Uh, one thing about it is I like the gauge. I like that they changed it from the tanks uh, going into Dread from Super uh, from Samus Returns, but I would change on how the gauge builds. If I remember correctly in Dread, it, it builds based on like the last ability you used, and then they have like a set amount of time that that, that gauge refills. I think it'd be more interesting if the gauge re- refilled based on other abilities and weapons that you use. So it encourages you to kind of use other different things rather than just waiting for your gauge to kind of fill up over time. So that's my thing. I would say bring back, uh, don't drop Aeon abilities, but do drop the Pulse Radar or change it and maybe make that other change. I agree with the gauge because I feel like I feel like what it does is it kind of encompasses like what what should be separate gauges for different items, it kind of finds a way to streamline that all into the same bar, but while mm-hmm. still having different cooldowns for each item. So like, you know, you know, your Phantom Cloak has a much longer cooldown and you actually have to start walking to activate it, you know, as com you know, in comparison to you know, your your flash shift, which, you know, has a much faster response cooldown, which you kinda need for the flash shift. Like if that thing had a long cooldown, it wouldn't be anywhere near as satisfying to use and like it would severely limit the kind of tech you could do with it. So I, I actually kind of like what they did with the with the gauge, but I'm certainly open to something new, but I, I really like what they did with it in Dread. I think um I, I think I agree. Like I like I like the gauge. I think it's fine. Um but I, I don't think I actually and I would say too that I think that there's I think that there's almost no way that Aeon abilities don't come back. I, I think they will be back. Um, it's just which ones will be back. I, I actually think the scan pulse is probably a lock to come back. The, to me, that almost seems like it, it almost seems like the scan visor equivalent of 2D Metroid now, where like it, it can help you find stuff. And and I actually I don't disagree with what you're saying because you can use it and it it almost feels like a cheat code a little bit where it's not like super rewarding. It's you just go ahead and you you know oh I I, I bet you there's. I bet you there's a block here. I'm just going to activate it. And yeah, it's right there. Instead of kind of getting that rewarding experience that you get by speaking the Metroid language and, and learning some of the patterns and stuff. So I agree with that. But I, but that being said, I think it's definitely probably coming back. I think Flash Shift is probably coming back. I don't think that Phantom Cloak is. And I think that that's actually the reason why the bar self-regenerates. I could be wrong. But I don't think I am because I just replayed Samus Returns. Your bar doesn't self like the gauge doesn't like fill back up. You have to defeat enemies in order to get Aeon to fill it back up. And I like yeah. that a little bit better than that kind of makes sense up. though because like the Phantom Cloak, like if you were to try to kill stuff, like you don't have an opportunity exactly. necessarily to right. use abilities because so that so, does make sense too. I, and I, I think, think that's the right only right. reason why right. it does that is because that yeah. one ability. Uh, God, what, oh, what's the point. other? Uh, what's the other? Aeon ability. I can't even. The can't even spider, there's only three the in mag, dread. The magnet. Oh, the, um, yeah. That, that's not a the spider magnet. That's not an Aeon ability. That's just a regular ability. You're right. There's there's, Sam, there's only three Samus, in dread. Yeah, Samus Is returns it? had four. Dread has three. Yeah. Um, You're right. Yeah. yeah. So I I think that Aeon abilities are going to come back. Um, and yeah, I, I would be sh- I would be shocked if they didn't. To be honest, especially with how well received Flash Shift was. Even, like, some of the ones in Samus Returns are really cool. Like, the armor. Uh, the beam burst is really cool. Like, there's a lot of potential for, like, good stuff. Yeah, I agree. I would love beam burst to come back, but that yeah. is not what this episode is about. <laughs> I I yeah. do like that there is, a, like, a, a separate set of abilities tied to a gauge as opposed to, like, having, like, you know, your, your pickup resources, like, mm-hmm. missiles or something like that. So, I do like that there is that separation, and, and I hope they continue that. So, yeah, I hope they don't drop it. Um, But I, I will concede on the... 
on the gauge thing. Now that you you explain that more, Doom. That that does make sense. But maybe like there could be a way for you to like make it recharge faster by using abilities and, and other stuff for the maybe the longer cooldown stuff could be cool. I don't know, but maybe that would be unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's nece- like a necessary change either. I think it's kind of fine how it is. I would say that the pulse radar, I would like it to change though. Cause yeah, Andy, like you said, it's not as engaging as it is now. It's either you don't use it to make it a challenge or you do use it be- and it's not really fun yeah. gameplay. So yeah, it's, I think it's better handled than in Samus returns where it also like reveals portions of the map, but at the same time, it still does feel like, like it feels like something good for like new players, but like for veterans, it does it very much feel like a cheat code. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, I guess if push came to shove, I, I would say just include it, because, I mean, you're right. Like, it is, I think it is for newer players, for the uh, the Jaffies of the world that uh, don't know what blocks <laughs> to break. But, um, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you either, where it's just kind of personally, I'm just like, ah, this is, it's holding my hand a little bit too much for my liking. So, um, okay, Doom, what do you, uh, what do you got? All right, so... Metro Dread railroads the player a bit too much for my liking, and I hope Mercury Steam addresses this in Metroid 6 map design. When I think of peak 2D Metroid map design, I think of Super Metroid, which is also a game that railroads you, but I think it does it in a much smarter way, where the first half of the game, as you go deeper and deeper into the planet, you know, you constantly, you know, there's there's these barriers that start blocking you off from reaching the surface. Like, you know, you'll... You know, you'll blast a super missile at a gate, and then once you exit the room and come back, the gate is closed again, and it's one way. You can't go back. Um, There's the giant shaft of rippers that you can't go back up until you get the ice beam, or you're just really good at wall jumping, which most first-time players certainly aren't. And so there's there's all these really smart roadblocks for the first half of the game, but then after you collect power bombs, pretty much everything in the game starts to open up, and the game just kind of takes the training wheels off, and I really like that the game just kind of respects the player at that point. Like, hey, we've teach you the fundamentals, we've given you enough abilities, we've, ta- we've teached you how to use them now. You can, we're just going to kind of take a hands-off approach from this point. Whereas Dread, it kind of, it guides you a bit too much along the way. There's so many paths up until you get power bombs, which is at the end of the game instead of the halfway point, where you can really start, you know, making your way back through a lot of these areas. And so I, I really hope that Metroid 6 kind of looks a little bit more towards that Super Metroid design, where the first half, a little bit guided, and then that second half, training wheels completely off. Let the player just get lost, and because that's what Metroid is about. Getting lost is the point. Hmm. Well, first of all, you set me up for a great segue for my next point, but before we get there, um, what, what is your definition of railroad? Like a, yeah, yeah. Like a point you where you can't come that? back? <laughs> So, so Metroid Dread, there's so many points in the game where, like, where like a previous passage will be blocked off, and like, and again, early game I don't mind it so much, but like even late game, like Gavarin in particular is super guilty of this, where you'll like you'll activate a path that leads one way, and it'll close a path off behind you, and by this point we're like well into like two thirds of the game at this point, and you can't really open those paths back up again until you get power bombs at the at the very end of the game. And, if, and, like, are those paths optimal? No, but, like, the game doesn't trust me to, like, go the wrong way and get lost. And I am personally, I'm sure a lot of people love that. I'm personally not a fan of that, though. So what is, hmm. like, what is, like, your, I don't want this in Metroid 6, like, give me the, give me the one sentence. 
the, the one sentence is I don't want Metroid Dread I don't want Metroid Dread to railroad me after the halfway point of the game. I don't want Metroid, Metroid Dread 6. to be worried I <laughs> I don't want Metroid 6 to be worried about me getting lost. Okay. I okay. I don't know if I agree with your assessment on Metroid Dread. I have a thought um like I I agree that I I don't think that you get lost as much in Metroid Dread as you do in Super Metroid. Um but I don't think when when I'm thinking of a game that is very restrictive in movements, I'm going to pick on it. I'm sorry, but I, I think of like Metroid Fusion. I don't think of Metroid Dread. I, I think that what Metroid Dread does is it it really subliminally paces the game better than any other Metroid game where like you, you it feels like to me when I was playing it, like I always kind of knew where to go. And it was like. It wasn't that I didn't and couldn't go exploring for pickups. It's just that, like, that my next goal that I needed to achieve w- was always, like, fairly close. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go get this. I'm going to go get this. But, like, I mean, like, after after you get um, the Morph Ball, like, you can you can do a lot of, of the map. Like, I mean, like, I wrote the guide for, for Metro Dread. Like, you go back to Artaria, and, and there's, like like 20 expansions that you can get in like different areas that you can go. And like, you know, that's not to mention kind of the, the sequence breaking that you can do. So I, like, I, I think the, the sentiment of what you're saying, like, yes, I don't want the game to necessarily drag me along where I need to go, but I don't know that I think that Metroid dread did that to be honest. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. It's far from the worst example of it. And like you mentioned, there's also like a lot of sequence breakings you can do to like get stuff out of order. But just like the stuff like there's nothing like there's so many moments in Metroid Dread, at least during my first playthrough. Nowadays, now that I have the map memorized and I know like the optimal routes, it's not a big deal. But like during my first playthrough or my first couple playthroughs, there were so many opportunities. Like I remember getting the various suit after that, you know, kind of escape sequence. I was just like, okay. I'm going to, before I go back up to Cataris, I'm going to go back down and collect some missile expansions. But you can't, because after that escape sequence, there's a bunch of debris blocking that exit down to Cataris, and or to uh, Artaria, I mean. And, like, technically, if I really wanted to, I could go all the way back around to that elevator in Cataris, and then go all the way around. But, but at that point, it's just like, man, I'm just, okay, the game clearly wants me to go this way, so I'm just going to do what the game tells me to do at that point. And, I, I don't know, I just kind of... I, I just I want the game to trust me a little bit more. Okay, uh, I, I I don't think I still agree with you because you you still can go back, but I I do I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, that that sounds fine. I don't want to get railroaded, so so I'm with you. I hate getting railroaded. <laughs> I, I hate getting railroaded. It's my le- top ten least favorite thing, especially on Halloween. Right. It's first time well, get. <laughs> Let's All right, Andy, get, next one. Next one. Okay, Doom <laughs> set me up perfectly. Out of <laughs> Moving on. Doom set me up perfectly for this. Um, I've complained about this before, and I'm going to complain about it again. I hope that Metroid 6 does not have the power bomb as its ultimate weapon or ultimate expansion for, for a couple different reasons. First of all, I grew up with Super Metroid, and to me, like, the screw attack is so, like, that that's the weapon. It's just this, it's this wicked, destructing, you're, you're slicing things like turkeys on Thanksgiving. It just, it feels awesome. And the thing about power bombs is, like, when you get them so late in the game, and Samus Returns 
and to a much greater extent, Metroid Dread are both guilty of this. Like, you really, you can get through Metroid Dread with two, maybe three power bombs max. You don't really need any more. When are you ever going to use them? So for a completionist like myself, and I know Doom, you like to go and sweep the board. There's not really any any need to go and get all of those power bomb expansions other than for the sake of getting them to unlock maybe a special ending, but they don't help you. So I, I feel like um, it's just, it's kind of like, it's a little bit unnecessary and it's a useful tool and to hold it back for so long in the game just feels a little bit like, uh, I don't know, a little bit backwards to me because it feels like an ability that you should have for progression. Whereas the screw attack, that is an ability it doesn't change what you do, but it just it makes traversing way easier and way like you don't have to stop and shoot enemies. You, like that feels like a, a legit end game reward where it's like, OK, now my movement is faster. Now I can get from point A to point B quicker without having to stop to blast six gamers on the wall like that, both in terms of, of practicality and functionality. Just it just feels like a much better ultimate weapon to me. Um, so I, I, I actually don't have much hope that this is going to happen. I think that for whatever reason, starting in zero mission and onwards, the power bomb has been this, this great weapon in, in Samus's ultimate, uh, tool in, in her trick bag. But I hope that, uh, I hope that they change that for, for a couple of the reasons that I laid out. And also just cause, you know, I want to see that glory come back to, uh, to the screw attack. So that's one of my hopes, not holding my breath. But I hope that Metroid 6 doesn't do that. 100% agree. And that actually ties into another one of my points. But I'll save that for after Dat goes. Um, but yeah, like the, ever since Zero Mission, which is probably like that's like in my top three 2D Metroid games. I freaking love Zero Mission. But like, man, the uh, the Powerbomb, I'm so sick and tired of the Powerbomb placement. because I mean, And especially in Dread, it's especially egregious because there's so many early mm-hmm. powerbomb expansions you can acquire in the game will go oh you it's an unknown I- whereas in previous games that oh, would just be like oh you got yeah. an early item and it's just like and it's like dog i know that's a powerbomb stop playing with me like i i forgot like, about that actually that it does that that stinks i that's yeah yeah i don't like that at all so one bit. i i mean I, this is not something i'm necessarily losing sleep over so Clearly, this is something that bothers Andy very much. I, I think if and... you're a collectionist, then like, like if if you if you're going for the Hondo, I think it probably bothers you more than if you're not. Generally speaking, I mean, it's like the ship missiles in Prime Three, but maybe to a lesser extent, I mean, since those are actually useless. Yeah, I, I mean, I I personally have no problem with the power bomb being like an ultimate or the ultimate weapon, though I do think because like the Metroid logo is like the Screw Attack logo, it should probably be the Screw Attack, but. Like the power bomb is is a really good weapon to the level that I think you described the screw attack. To be honest, like it clears entire rooms, just like the screw attack does. Essentially, it doesn't make you move faster, but in theory, it kind of does because if you're able to clear the room with the power bomb, you don't have to worry about the enemies. And it before at least the pulse radar, like it helped clear the room in terms of exploring it a lot quicker. So at least for me, I've always felt like the power bomb being at the end of the game totally made sense and has never really bothered me. Does that have to be like the ultimate weapon that you finally get at the end of the game? Maybe, maybe not. And I don't think it's necessarily the power bomb's placement in terms of where you get it, that being the problem as opposed to just not putting power bomb expansion so early in the game for no reason. So I, I, I don't know. I don't have as much of an issue with this. I am fine with the screw attack 
taking uh, superseding the power bomb as like the last big upgrade. However, I would actually be down for just something new to be the final upgrade yeah. if anything like that, which would be great. But I don't have as much of a problem. Like I think you're, I think you're underselling the power bomb just a little bit, Andy. Here, I think it is. Uh, I think it's at screw attack level. To be honest, it, gameplay wise, I think the screw attack's more fun. But the power bomb is like it's up there as like her mega like ultimate weapons, just along with the screw attack. I think as well. Uh, like I, I don't disagree with you actually necessarily. Like I, the power bomb is is a big destructive weapon, no doubt. And like in in terms of in the in the in game world, if if they were just like the power bomb is Samus's ultimate weapon, like okay, that's that's totally fine. But it. I think what bothers me more is like when you like when you just get it so late. Like I said, like there, there's all these expansions kicking around, and it's like, well, they they're not really that useful. Like the they're not as egregious as ship missiles. Uh, that that one that one's really bad. But like I said, like in Metro Dread, like you you could probably get by with the default power bombs that you get from that first Emmy and not have to get anything else. And you really only really need to use them a couple of different times. Um, so that, that when you put those two in tandem together for me, I don't know. It just makes it a little bit more. Yeah. You know, like I, I definitely see what you're saying. I think maybe the compromises, yeah, maybe putting it a little earlier or just not having as many expansions for the power bomb and either giving it yeah. a bigger mag or just, you don't need it as often. Yeah. That would um, work too. So I just, I just think, I just think having like an item that requires expansions as one of the last one is just inherently going to be, a problem in that regard in the first place just because at that point like all those expansions you're only using until the end of the game like it makes more i that's why i feel like placing power bombs earlier makes sense because like then it gives you more opportunities to actually I like guess. use those expansions but like most of the games that have power like that really use the power bomb don't have a lot of power bomb expansions so it's not like it's not like it has 10 expansions like at least like in zero mission only there's only like a, a couple like a handful if i remember correctly um, I think so there's a, a decent amount, but, not, really? but actually what I'm, what I was about to say is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong guys, but like, didn't in other M you have like a, like once you got your power bombs, you just kind of built up the gauge and like, then you released it. I actually think yeah, like, that's, no... that's a kind of a sweet idea. I, I like, I like that idea. I, I actually agree with that. Yeah. That was actually one of the few, mo- that was like one of the one moments you know, for all of Other M's fault, they actually had a good reason to have power bombs as the final item, and it actually like actually made sense in that context. Mm-hmm. By the way, Dak, you're you're not wrong. There's there's nine expansions, power bomb expansions, is zero mission. Okay, that's that, that so, is I actually mean, like, more than I was thinking, though. So, I mean, maybe the answer is just to make less of them, like maybe like like reduce it and and make the amount you get from them higher. You know, something like that. Or I mean, bring back the Other M, like. You know, I I think that that worked fine. I I, th- I do think that like if you're gonna use the gauge for the Aeon stuff, like just like gameplay, like I'm gonna use you you use the term something language or Metroid language earlier, Andy, and I like that. So like at least right now the Metroid language, the moment, or at least just the gameplay language, like how it works, is that like the ga- gauges seem to be used for like Aeon ability stuff, mm-hmm. and then you're, you're getting actual ammo for other. Uh, non-Aeon abilities and weapons, so I feel like you don't want to cross that. So if it's a power bomb, like it should stay, unless it's like a power bomb ability. If it's the actual power bomb, like upgrade for the suit, then it should use power bomb ammo. I think. Yep. Yeah, I'm fine. Dread and it, it Dread actually kind of uses a little bit of both because you still have to charge your bomb. It just uses ammo this time. I don't, but like not charge in the sense of charging a gauge. You're like charging it like a startup time, mm-hmm. which I don't think is. I don't. I don't think that's the same. 
Because the Power Rangers have always had like a startup time. They're just making it like a gameplay element in Dread. I don't really think mm-hmm. like I agree. It's, it's not that, the yeah. same. So yeah. Um, okay, let's uh, um, let's move on. Yeah, I was well. I was going to go next, but Doom, you said that what we were just talking about is relevant to one of yours. So I figured I'll just I'll just throw it back. I'll just throw it back to you since if you if you have a solid segue, just go for it. All right, sure thing. So basically, for my next one, uh, I kind of wanted to extrapolate in, ge- in general. Metroid Dread has a lot of really cool items uh, that I don't think are always given at the opportune time. So, so my version is kind of more of an expanded version of it in that I hope the item... I don't want Metroid 6, if, so with, if we can actually frame this correctly. I don't want Metroid 6 to have... Um, Metroid Dread style of item pacing progression because there are so many times in Metroid Dread where it's like okay you got the super missiles and then right after that you get the storm missiles and then shortly after that you get the ice missiles and you're getting all these very similar upgrades back to back or you get the um, the double jump and then shortly after you get the space jump and it's like okay well then what was the point of the, the double jump in the first place if I'm just getting space jump like two three items right after that and so I hope Metroid 6 like all of these items are really cool and I actually think that the double jump is a much better replacement for the high jump. But I just hope that all of these items are just doled and spaced out and organized, you know, in a more satisfying manner, you know, put double jump near the, near, you know, the first half and maybe space jump, like near the end of the second half, for example, put some space, no pun intended between the items. So it does so that, you know, getting these items should feel exciting, not redundant. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I like. I don't think that um, it was like incredibly egregious in Metroid Dread, with two exceptions. I think the spin boost, the double jump, that was that was that was bad because um, you got it right before you got the space jump, and that that one felt like a waste. And I and I think that like they held off on giving you the cross bombs for far too long. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I agree with that. I I think like if you're gonna bring back the double jump, like it better come in like like super early in the game like i mean a metroid prime you get that thing like right away um and and, i mean you don't have the the space jump of metroid prime but still like if if you're gonna do that do it early i think that like tools like the like i mentioned the cross bombs that just kind of like make things easier for you like make life easier and that that type of ability you should should be front loaded you should get quickly because like it's not that you can't bomb all of these different blocks in front of you it's just that you it takes you a long time to do it so yeah any kind of abilities like that that kind of help you get around quicker and and whatnot i think should be should be early i agree with you and really just like you know i guess pay attention to when when you're implementing a a power-up that's similar and make sure that there's enough time in between so that whatever you got first has time to kind of sink in and breathe a little bit. I, I, I agree with that. Although I don't think dread was like super, super egregious for that to be fair. It was just, you know, kind of that's um, kind of the second third of the game. I feel like did that most. The, I feel the like spin the first boost was, bad. was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's clearly like the, the most egregious. All right. Well, speaking of, of dread upgrades and items and whatnot, I have another one related to that. Um, I keep don't, the combo going. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I got it. Um, I don't want the Omega Cannon upgrade or like feature to return. Okay. Metroid Six. So, uh, so I'm talking about like going to third person and having like the Omega Blaster or the Omega, uh, what was it, Spreader or something. The other one. Um, so I thought this was cool at first. 
I thought it was a cool like mechanic, but I thought it had kind of diminishing effects over time. Even in my first playthrough, I felt like towards the end of the game where I still had to do it, it felt more like a gameplay interruption than like a fun aspect of it. And and even in retrospect and, and still playing it after then multiple times, it kind of feels like one of the more clunkier aspects of, of the game, especially in a game with, that feels fast and smooth to have to stop in place and, and hold a position or aim whatever for long periods of time, I thought like became not fun pretty quickly. I'm not necessarily against like having a cinematic gameplay approach, even in like third person like that. I just don't think the execution in dread specifically was what I was super down for. And also uses the Omega cannon name, which was already a thing in a previous Metroid game. So why they couldn't just come up with another name. (laughs) I don't know why, but yeah, I, I would. I'm definitely down for something kind of like that. I just I don't like how it like slows down the game. It feels very different from the rest of the gameplay. It kind of feels clunky and isn't very fun the more you do it. So I would not. I, I wouldn't lose sleep if it doesn't return. So I don't want that to see. I don't want to see that in Metroid Six. Uh, Mind I, it, but I it agree. also doesn't really. But it doesn't really blow me away. And I I don't think it will return. I feel like that's a very Emmy specific mechanic. So I don't really yeah. see that because I assume the Emmys are not going to be in Metroid Six. So I don't imagine that would return either. You never know. Uh, I I agree with you. I like I enjoyed it actually, but that that does it feels very tied to the Emmys to me. And and here's one for free. I don't want the Emmys to come back. I think that was a great gimmick, but like I and I don't think they will. I could see them maybe repurposing the Emmy Zone concept for like something else, maybe. But I I would be surprised if Emmys came back, and I would be surprised if, like, the Omega Cannon came back. The uh, only reason why I didn't feel like the Omega... I mean, I agree that it's obviously it's obviously tied to the Emmys. The majority of the game, that's what it's used for. At the end of the game, the very last thing you use the Omega Cannon on is not an Emmy. So, like... Or, like, that, like, feature, essentially, is it's on the... It's on Raven Beak X. So, like, that kind of... I was thinking, I was like, I don't know. Like, that could be something that comes back in the next switch you know 2d metroid game that kind of similar mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the omega cannon but like that standing in place third person cinematic shot on a big enemy yeah. approaching you kind of thing is, is what i'm talking could about. could be like repurposed for something else i could see yeah. it like being repurposed for the next game even if the enemies don't return so that's why i kind of came to mike's like i hope they don't do that <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i agree um okay i guess it's my turn um it's your turn Okay, I, I had to figure out how to word this properly because I, I knew what I wanted, but I needed to frame it into what I didn't want. So here I go. Um, I do not want Metroid 6 to have information about the various areas in the game that you cannot obtain in-game. So what I mean by this is you guys might remember the Dread reports that came out and, and they gave like kind of a, a nice little background of, of all the areas. It's like Frenia used to be this beautiful Chozo city and used to be blah, 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 blah. Brenia was this, Kataris is that. And, you know, I was uh, I was doing the great Metroid area ranking the other day and we were talking about an area from AM2R. And one thing that I love that AM2R does is like, it just has these automatic scans. So you walk into the genetics lab, for example, and you have like a little a little lore that just like, it's like, here's, here's this little tidbit in your logbook and you can go and read it and you can do the same thing about the, the queen Metroid or whatever, right? Like it's, it seems like such a simple, simple concept to have in game that can provide just a little bit of world building and a little bit of, um, 
you know, a little bit of spice to the stew. And uh, and and Metroid Dread not having that to read in game, but instead having it available on you know Metroid.com in the in the Dread report just seemed weird to me because I feel like that information would have helped these areas stand out a little bit more because uh, you know I think that that that's one of uh, Metroid Dread's weaknesses that the the areas can feel a little bit uh, homogenous I guess at times and so you know it's it's the little things like that that just kind of help you identify with an area like like what makes Diron Diron like what what is Diron or what is Hanubia you know what I mean like it just having those little bits of information I think really help it and it's it's just it seems silly to me not to include it in the actual base game so I hope that they kind of take a cue from AM2R and include that obviously Metroid Prime has been doing that for a long time seems like an easy thing to do uh we saw them I mean we saw we, we know that they wrote the information they have the information you just need to put it in the game so I hope that they don't exclude it from the game again yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think it's one of those things where, like, they didn't put it in the game, and then, like, the marketing team was like, we need, we should tell people more about the stuff in the game, so they came up with the the Metroid reports after the fact. Mm-hmm. In an ideal world, that stuff would be in the game at the beginning, but I do think they could have maybe worked with the developers to, you know, work with Mercury Steam to get that added to the game itself, e- even if it was just, like, a menu on the main menu, but, like, check out the, read the Metroid reports, like, and, and yeah. read it right there. Um, or implement it how you said, Andy, and have it be as like an automatic like logbook scan. Hundred percent. I think it's definitely something that should have been included in the game, but wasn't, and then realized after the fact they tried to do their best to at least it's available somewhere and not <laughs> not at all. So I I do ho- I wish that they had kind of come come back because the game did get like three or four patches, right? Like it could have been patched in after the fact, which would have been a cool little nice little ad. But I could see also why that wouldn't be. A huge priority but i agree I, stuff like that should be in game absolutely don't leave it to the internet and if you have to try to get it added retroactively uh no pun intended some point later i 100 percent agree i don't have uh, much else to add i will say i think the most egregious example actually doesn't even have to do with the areas i think it has to do with Samus's suit, where, like, if you're playing the game, like, you are giving absolutely, given absolutely no information on what this new suit is. You have to read the Dread reports to find out that it's basically the fusion suit, like, you know, self-repairing itself um, and trying to, like, heal back almost, which, which I think is a pretty cool concept. Wish it was in the game, though. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, totally. I think, I think, like, any information in a Dread report should basically be in the game. Unless we're talking about, I know that they had that one about sequence breaking. Maybe you don't put that in the game, but but like yeah. anything lore wise, put it in the game. Lore-wise, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I that's an easy it. layup. Um, okay, Dak, what All you right. got? All right, I'll give one more. Uh, this one I think is it's not like I've already given ones where like I don't want something to show. I'm gonna do more of an Andy esque one. Um, what I don't want them in Metroid 6 is I don't want them to forget the visors again in 2D Metroid. I would love for them to implement mm. some visor action in 2D Metroids. I've been thinking about it, especially with uh, Mario Wonder, which came out recently, how you have like the Wonder Flowers and it changes the levels and, and whatnot. It makes it all nuts and crazy. Like I feel like that would work really well for Metroid. You have the thermal visor, x-ray visor. You pop one of those on and suddenly the area you're in looks completely different and has platforms you couldn't see before and enemies you couldn't see before and i could 100 percent see that being like a big hook for the game is having 
all these different visors that change the environments and what you can see and access and all that, depending on what you can, you know, you may have a room that looks like four or five different ways, depending on what visor you have. And that would work really well for, for 2D Metroid. Like the scan visor, okay, whatever, like that could be an automatic thing. But I think like the actual gameplay related non-scan visor visors would be really cool to implement in 2D Metroid. And I think they've been waiting too long to do that. So I hope Metroid 6 doesn't uh, pass up the opportunity to do so. I love, yeah, I love that. Like you, you were talking about the scan pulse earlier. Imagine if you didn't have the scan pulse, but you got the x-ray visor. And, but when you equipped it, your whole screen turns into like the kind of like in Metroid Prime. You can Prime. see like, all the different fake blocks or mm, breakable ones. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, sick. that sounds that sounds sweet. And like, like how do you not do that? Yeah, uh, I just yeah, that, that sounds. And like you could do almost everything you can do in Metroid Prime in, in 2D if you wanted to. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that. I mean, really, we haven't. I, honestly, since the X-ray scope from Super Metroid, they haven't really done anything with visors in in 2D Metroid. And like, it just seems like a. It seems like an area that's ripe for the picking. I would love if they would do that. And like, I think that there's still like a lot of really good innovations 2D Metroid can make. I think Metroid Dread was was almost like uh, we're gonna we're gonna perfect our 2D Metroid formula, the formula we know, the the formula we all love. And I'm I'm really hoping that Metroid Six is like now it's time to get wacky and try some new stuff because that sounds like yep. something that I like, yeah that sounds awesome. I feel like it's a really cool way you could implement it, too, because, like, the way Super Metroid works is it puts you at a standstill, and then you have, like, kind of a 180-degree angle. But I think with um, the 360-degree aiming, I feel like that could make this a lot more of a, lo- a lot more of a useful utility tool, because now you have a 360-degree angle, and what you could do is when your visor is activated, you could have, like, maybe, like, a little vision cone. Maybe not as big yeah, as the one in Super sounds, Metroid, yeah. be but cool. because you have that 360 aiming, like, you'll you'll have a lot more coverage re- uh, regardless. And then maybe yeah. for, like, the scan visor, you could also, like, deactivate beam weapons. I Honestly, like, like I was picturing you equipped it, and your whole screen turns that way, but, like, honestly, what you laid out, too, sounds, sounds awesome. It's like, you you have like your little field of vision and you know you got to scan around the room and, and like i just i think that that sounds like awesome like really fun and i and like talking about it now it seems weird that they haven't brought that like particularly the x-ray scope back i mean i guess the pulse radar is kind of you know i guess that's the replacement for it but scanning just scanning stuff seems way more fun to me you know, yeah. honestly, we were talking earlier about how we wanted a more interesting pulse radar. I feel like this is the solution that's right it. here. This sounds yeah, way more that's interesting. It. That's <laughs> it. No, I 100% agree. It's just that, like, visors haven't been, like, a thing in 2D Metroids as, like, a gameplay hook like they are in the Prime games. And I wish that would change because it's, it's – Sam still has a visor and presumably she can still use visor stuff. And there's so many different things you can do to open up, like, her 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 uh, her ability set, essentially. So yeah. Yeah, that's my I thing. Love it. Don't forget, please don't forget Metroid Six. Because what are we doing? Okay, Doom. All right, this is a fairly small one, but you know, one of the things I love about uh, Metroid Dread is uh, the free updates. You know, I absolutely love Dread Mode, and I Boss Rush. Boss Rush unironically has doubled my playing time, probably more than doubled my playing time with Metroid Dread. It's so much fun. I've sunk literally like hundreds of hours into it. Um, a big reason, though, why I don't play the main game as much 
is because, especially during the beginning, and it's something super small, but the game forces you to go through all of these same tutorials over and over and over again, and they're unskippable. There's no way to skip them. And, like, in theory, they're not that big of a deal. You know, they're like these couple seconds that you know what they feel like they feel like pop-up ads on a website and i can't stand them and they're mm. so small they're only at the intro of the game but oh my god they're such pace killers for me and i just wish that metroid 6 um gives us the option to turn off those uh tutorials especially like at least on the sec by the second playthrough like if you if you if they're unskippable during the first playthrough fine i guess but like Please don't do what Metroid Dread did, because like I really don't like that. And and the prologue too, that uh that fusion recap also unskippable every single time. The rest of the cutscenes you can skip, but for some reason that specific intro you cannot skip no matter what. Okay. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. Get rid of the tutorials on New Game Plus. This this is I. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like I I feel bad, Doom, because I feel like I've dumped on every one of your things that you don't want. But I <laughs> I also don't like. I mean, like I could see like when you play uh, like Twilight Princess HD, for example, and you beat the game once and and or Skyward Sword HD. Then when you play it again, then you have the option to skip cutscenes. Um, that like that that's fine. But I mean, like there's. Like there's, there's three cutscenes in Metroid Dread, and I don't imagine that there'll be like t- maybe there is a ton more in Metroid Six. I don't know, but uh, I don't it's, know. It's I don't know if I agree d- about tutorials. It's not a big deal. It doesn't like lower my you know my letter grade or anything. But it's just right. like it's it's that little blemish that every time I replay the game, it's like, man, I really got to sit through this again. I really have to like wait for this pop up ad to go away during the beginning. It's just like, man, just I I have the entire map memorized in my head. Just let me let let me go. <laughs> yeah oh okay i right. I, I that's not a i feel like that's not a bee in my bonnet but uh hey that's that's all right um all right, andy you have you have i that was it for me and i do you have one more i i have uh i have a couple more if, if we need um but doom i i feel bad that i've been poo-pooing on yours so doom if you got another please go ahead do you have, a, do you have one more like big uh game changer one here doom pretty much went through all my other ones. I guess I can do I, I I could do one more, but I'll let Andy go first since I literally just went. So okay, okay, you get you guys are gonna roll your eyes at this. I've I've complained about this like a thousand times. I hope Metroid Six doesn't have just like expansions for your items as things that you can find on the map. I really hope that there's like voice logs or I don't know like. Psst, schematics for like bonus stuff i don't know um stuff to to influence the story forward maybe there's just like maybe there's just like optional weapons that you find you don't need them for anything but you can have them if you find them and you have the skill to find them and maybe they just make your your life a lot easier you know if you're fighting whoever um because i just like this is kind of building off my my complaint about the power bombs earlier but like I I love sweeping the board and getting a hundred percent and all of that, but like it's that's what drives me to do so is 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 because I want like the the satisfaction of getting one hundred percent of the game. Where Dak, I know that you're kind of just like yeah, like I'm gonna get what I need and and if it's fun, I'll do it. 
I feel like you could encourage more players to to go and get the hundred percent if there was more engaging or rewarding stuff to get rather than powerbomb expansion number eight, which we know that we don't need. So like if you hundred percent agree. <laughs> if you don't need it, why would you get it? And especially if the if there's like this ginormous pain in the ass shine spark puzzle that you need to do it. Like if you're a casual Metroid fan, you're just like, I'm not doing that. Like forget about it. Um what do I, I already have six power bombs. So like extra weapons, voice logs, lore, bonus content, uh whatever. I like mm-hmm. anything other than just like missile expansion number sixty nine, you know? Yep. I'm I'm right there with <laughs> I don't think this would work as a pickup, but I wonder if like you could like do this to unlock additional skin. Again, I, I don't I don't think that would work. Now that I'm saying that out loud, especially because that would be like a one-time thing, and these would be stuff that you would need to do every single time in game. But like, I, I don't know. I wonder if there's like, I wonder if there's like stuff you can do outside of like the main game that could be tied to puzzles. But I, I'm not sure. Like what? Like what do you mean? Like unlock like, like, like unlocking additional bonus features. Like weirdly enough, the first game that comes to my mind is um. Uh, the Dracula X Chronicles on PSP, the Rondo of Blood remake, <laughs> and I remember of like course. you know that game, yeah, yeah, and well that because that game like had a, yeah, that game had a bunch of like unlockables and like you could unlock the original Symphony of the Night as well as the original Rondo of Blood that you could play in that game, but it, and you could like unlock those like in the level as collectibles, which is and and I'm not saying like oh yeah Metroid Six should have you know an entire unlockable game. I'm not saying, I'm saying but I'm like that. wondering if like. <laughs> but I'm like wondering if like maybe there's something else on that scale you could pull off. Well, I'm, I mean, like, why not? I'm, I'm like, not? I'm not sure. Like you're you're in you're in Dairon. You have one expansion left. You go up and you get it. And the expansion that you collect is bonus concept art gallery number five. What's wrong with that? I don't think I mean, there's anything I, wrong. I with think that. it'd be it could even be something like maybe like a like a an aesthetic thing like maybe different colored abilities or different like a suit change or something like that so that way like and then have maybe lore tied to those things so that way like you're picking up something that like changes the game and like you want to go and get but it's not just like a text file that like you're going to read and then never look at again and you might not be as motivated to go and see so it could be something like that um yeah there's definitely definitely things you could do like you could even go like crazy maybe like oh you collect like five of these things and you can play as 8-bit Samus instead or something. Oh, like, that sounds cool. like that sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. Sign me up. Let's do it. And, so. and that's how I think you get people to actually be like, okay, I'm going to grind I it out. That. I'm getting the hundo because yeah. I got to play as Justin Bailey. You know, like I got to do I, it. No, that that's, I think, how you incentivize people for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Doom, what you got? All right. So... We talked about how we weren't going to talk about the soundtrack, and I'm and I'm not going to. But this oh. is somewhere in the same. This is somewhere in the same <laughs> domain that I think Metroid Dread, for the most part, has really good audio design outside of the soundtrack. There's a couple of areas, though, I think could definitely use some improvement. In particular, uh, the screw attack and the beams, which I think both sound quite a bit weaker compared to some of their other 2D counterparts. The screw. The, I don't. I don't think Mercury Steam has quite. Ne- quite nailed these down yet i feel like i feel like both zero mission and fusion zero mission in particular has like really good powerful sounding beams obviously the metroid prime games i think the power beam is like one of my all-time favorite sound effects like ever you know ever conceived like it's up there with like tie fighter engines for me and then like um 
And then like the like the screw attack, like everything from like Super Metroid and Zero Mission in particular. Like I love the you know how it almost sounds like this this synthy buzzsaw, which I feel like really matches like the on screen actions. Whereas like whereas like in Samus Returns and Dread, it just kind of feels like a and I'm just like, eh. I feel like for weapon, especially in Dread, where they really up the attack power again on that. I feel like it should really have a sound design that matches that matches that but again very small not any anything major at all but andy is and i know i, I got i got nothing i got nothing <laughs> i'm nope i got nothing Gack i'm with thoughts. that i'm with that i was just thinking while you were saying that maybe you can go around and pick up different screw attack sounds you can get all you can <laughs> Upgrade the sound of your screw attack by picking up different. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> Congratulations, you got the crunchy screw attack. Crunch. Hey, I will, <laughs> Okay, but if you, you you joke about that, but if someone says I can go get the crunchy attack, I'm gonna go get it. Actually, yeah, I actually wouldn't I mind. I actually wouldn't mind if one of the pickups was just like an overall like NES Metroid sound pack. I think that would actually be a pretty fun unlockable. I think that would be fun too. Actually, that that would be. I I, re, I love the idea of just like customizing your game a little bit. Um, so yeah, I like that. Okay, I've got I've got one more if you guys want it. And I think that you guys are go gonna for not, it. I don't think you guys are gonna like it. <laughs> All right, well, here I go. Now you got to do it. I do not want Metroid Six to feature Adam in a meaningful role. He can come. He can like. He can maybe show up at the beginning of the game, maybe show up at the end of the game. But, I mean, I I feel like, for me, I'm over this guy. Like, he, I I didn't love him in Metroid Fusion, he, although that was probably his best iteration. I thought he was a little bit overbearing, but that's more so the game than Adam, the character itself. That's fine. We've had our, our one game where Adam was a central, important character and an engaging character, the I mean the thing at the end aside where he's just like actually I am Adam I always was just like whatever but then I mean like we had him in Metroid Other M sucked I I, I thought he sucked in Metroid Other M um, and I thought he sucked in Metroid Dread like for the ro- for for the role that he was in like it was it was passable I guess but like then at the end of the game it's just like oh actually it's not Adam at all it's been Raven Beak this whole time and it's just kind of like what like i i don't know just i feel like there's been too many like weird turns and, and false starts with adam i'm just i'm just i'm kind of over it a little bit maybe they maybe they're just like maybe i just need a game to have him actually in a, like a cool role and then i'll soften my stance but just like right now for me he's kind of got like he's kind of got like go away heat you know it's just like i just i i, I feel like You've had three chances. All three of them are, yeah, you know, I don't know if I need to have another Metroid game with Adam as like a, a principal player anymore. Give us manga, Adam. Yeah, yeah, he was the best of the bunch. Yeah, I I look, I like Adam as a character. I think it's it's been a while since we've really actually had Adam as a character because we last time was Fusion and then other M. Okay, and then... Dread, he wasn't even really in the game, really. So, it's like on one hand, it's like it's been so long, like I'm not gonna, it's not gonna be crazy if we don't really get him. I think he's a cool character. I think though, like the, his story's kind of been told at this point. So I, I would be, I think the biggest thing is that I like that 
Samus had someone to kind of bounce off with in Fusion. And I think you can kind of do that with another character in a future game. So, you know, Dread obviously had no problem introducing new characters that Samus could literally talk to or talked at her. So that's fine. So I, I think Adam's story has been told. If he shows up again, I mean, that would make sense. I wouldn't be against that. And to be honest, the fact that we didn't really get the real Adam in Dread, at least part of me would be like, I would be okay with the real Adam being in, in the next game, even if it is a major, you know, main character role. But at the same time, they could always have a new character fill that role or, or something new. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not totally against that. I don't hate him as much as you do. And I, I would like to get a little more Adam because I do like him. But at the same time, something new would also be cool. I just want just before you jump into him, I just want to preface like I actually like I, I, I actually I can't say that I really hate Adam. I, I think I, I was kind of playing that up a little bit. I mean, he's not my favorite character by any means, but like, like I don't mind him. And I actually I don't think I would mind if he showed up in Metroid 6, but just as a in, in like a smaller role. Like I just I just don't want to go and talk to Adam a bunch of times during the game anymore. I don't want to have to listen to Adam on the intercom anymore. Like if he's if he's kind of like the Alfred Pennyworth in like very small doses that's fine, but like I just, I don't need that anymore, you know. And, and and I think I at this point I like what you said about like having Samus having a character to bounce off of and and like communicate with. I I think for me at the, uh, at like this point, I think I'd rather just try my hand with a new character and keep Adam in that smaller supporting role. Like like give me Robin to Samus's Batman and let Adam be Alfred, you know. Bring back Admiral Dane and just have him t- say stuff to me instead. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like him. Open to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm actually not going to poo-poo on this side. I'm pretty indifferent on Adam returning or not. Like, if they don't... Like, if he doesn't come back or, like, he's, like, only in the intro and, like, we never hear from him again, like, I'm fine with it. At the same time, though, I think there's still, like, a lot of cool things that you can do with Adam that I just don't think the games have really capitalized on. You know, I really like... You know, I really like the... I don't know if it's a sci-fi trope necessarily, but like, you know, kind of like the main protagonist and AI dynamic that you see in a lot of sci-fi games, you know, like Master Chief and Cortana, Vega and Doom Slayer. And like Vega and Doom Slayer, I actually think is a really good example, putting my Doom by side, because like, I think that's an example of a dynamic that works without the Slayer, like even saying any words, but you still can like feel that back and forth between even without a single word of dialogue. And I feel like you can do something similar with like, um, Samus and Adam, um, my God, please improve that god awful text to speech voice though. Like that has to go. <laughs> yeah, that that I don't think that was the worst thing with Adam, but it it didn't help. That's for sure. Like I I get like if I could freestyle one too. Like I don't want Metroid Six to do like if you're gonna have if you're gonna have voices, just have fully voiced voices. And I Metroid Dread like more or less did that, but like I think with Adam specifically, they could have just been like, okay, like let's. Let's just make this guy sound like, and I understand why they didn't, because then you'd have to translate it and yada, yada, yada. But like, it's those things that just kind of make your game feel like a big deal, you know, that if you don't do them, it it feels, I think people know why you don't do them, right? Because you're trying to save money and like, sometimes you got to spend money to make money. So yeah. Or make an impact. Yeah. There you go. Um, Okay. Anybody have any, any lingering Diswants, that's not a word. Diswants from uh, Metroid 6 that they want to get off their chest before we get out of here? I'm no? good. All right. I think I, I want, I, we, I got more wants than not wants. All right. Mm-hmm. Don't be bad. 
Well, I've got a lot of I'll wants, too, and, and we will do that show. We're going to do that show where we talk about what we want for Metroid 6. We, we're trying to milk this bone as, as much as we can, so that's uh, that'll come, I'm sure. But, um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I, think we, I think we got off to a good start. You know, you got to know what you don't want before you know what you do. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay, well, for, uh, for all you fans of this sub-series out there, Alien in Review returns next week and we are going buck wild it's time for avp avp baby i'm stoked about that i think it's gonna be a great time that's coming back it's been a while since we've done one of those shows so uh excited to get that back on the docket let us know what you think about our metroid 6 opinions what we don't want uh, we sprinkle a little bit of what we do want in there. And, of course, let us know uh, what, what you don't want in the game. You can let us know over on Discord. We are talking Metroid all the time. We'd love if you came and joined us. Great community. Lots of uh, cool Metroid fans talking Metroid over there. So come in, come and hang. We'd love to have you. Um, in the meantime, we are going to get out of here. But, of course, we want you to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, recommend, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Uh, tell that Metroid fan in your life about the Omega Metroid Podcast. We're doing it every week. You can check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. I am at Spateri316. Dak is at DakCity underscore and Doom is at Doom Middle Cross. And uh, we're on Patreon too. As I mentioned, we got the Great Metroid Area ranking rolling along. We had a new installment come out yesterday as you guys were listening to this today. So uh, you can check that out if uh, you want to take your Omega Metroid experience to the next level. But uh, that is going to do it for us, my friends. Until next week, when we're back with AVP. Have a good Halloween. Take care.